Hello, my name is Hadi, and I'm Irfan, and this is the Rambling Into Sanity podcast, episode two. We make sense of the world, so you don't have to. Today's episode is going to be about our experience during COVID nineteen. Well, at least the start of it, the first three months, I would say, three to four months. Before that, <laughs> I'd like to address the amount of crickets in the background, if you can hear it. Yeah. Shrek recently moved back into his swamp. <laughs> where we. <laughs> yeah. Um. So a bit more clarification. I'm really. We are really sorry. We are not professional podcasters by any means. We are using Apple earphones connected to an iPhone to record our podcast. Um. Next. Uh. In the next. In the next few episodes, maybe we'll get a proper mic, where we can, you know. Not have the crickets around because we're in a boarding school and it's really hard to get maybe a soundproof room or a place where there's peace and quiet. Safe to say we don't have a studio yet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think we're gonna get a studio in school. Like the school will go, you know what? You guys are doing a podcast. Cool. Let me give you a room. Let me give you a studio. It's very unlikely to happen, but we'll do our best. All right. <laughs> all right. So, about COVID nineteen. But before that. Like before we actually go into that, um, you know how like every podcast uh, has their drink. So like if you watch Trash Taste podcast by, um, you know Joey the Anime Man, Gigguk, and a few other people, you know we're anime nuts, right? They like to drink a lot of wine. So I was thinking ours should be <laughs> Milo or coffee, but because our vending machine doesn't have coffee, I just bought like cans of Milo for us to drink. Because you know that's what the that's what that's what the pop you heard at the start was, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Sure. So, actually, beginning this episode with uh, with uh, COVID nineteen. So. Well, I'm actually still confused on how it started. Like I know that it was this, it was discovered in twenty nineteen. Okay, so COVID. COVID nineteen, as we all know, as the general populace understands it, understands it, is a respiratory virus, mm-hmm. which causes dry cough, lack of taste, and so many other symptoms similar to that of a, of a flu. Uh, originating from Wuhan, China, and discovered in twenty nineteen, this virus has spread rapidly, and has affected um, the world as we know it. So as much as people want to say that there are a lot of you know different, um, different opinions to how it started. Some people say you know it's the funny bat soup one. It's America actually releasing this bio. We're not going to talk about yeah. any conspiracy theories today. What, yeah. we're, what we're going to talk about is our personal experiences with uh, coronavirus and yeah. how it's affected our Correct. lives as a whole. Yeah. Um, like at the start of the year, we just knew it was a thing. Like I, I, I remember like in twenty nineteen, I was like twenty twenty is gonna be my year. I'm gonna do well. I'm going to you know, I'm going to prove the world that, or I'm going to prove people wrong that I will succeed in twenty twenty. I am a new person. On the third of January two thousand twenty, there was like you know the America and the Iraq thing, and I was like, oh shit, uh, oops. <laughs> Damn, we're, we're getting drafted into World War Three, boys. Yeah, <laughs> and then like with COVID happening, and then it like becoming really, really, really big. And I remember before going back home for like our semester break, the te- uh, my English teacher was like, 
make sure you guys don't go out too much because COVID-19 is on the rise. And then as soon as we go home on the day, and the worst part was it was my birthday, the day we go back. The day we go back, my birthday, World Health Organization, WHO, recognized COVID-19 as a pandemic. And I was like, wow, what a wonderful present to have. And then it was announced by the Malaysian government that we would not be able to go out and we would be under something called MCO, a uh, movement control order. Or in Malaysia, you might call it PKP. Um, I forgot actually what it stands for. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Oops. Um, let me just... Uh, uh, I have my laptop. Let me check what it stands for. Kawalan Pergerakan. Perintah. Kawalan Pergerakan. There you go. Now I remember. Oh, my God. This is how bad we are, guys. <laughs> Alright, um, so we were stuck at home and we didn't get to go to school for another three months, right? It was around yeah, three months. It, it caught us by, with our pants down because like most of us yeah. expected like a one week holiday so we only brought like a week's worth of study material. And most of it was homework. Most of it would be homework to be yeah. sent after the holiday was to, was to be over. But yeah. then, <laughs> when COVID happened, when COVID happened, we were stuck in our Jeez. homes and instantaneously we were like uh, stripped of our uh, educational resources. A lot of people would argue with that by saying, you know, you had online classes. No, but, but like, yeah. we have online classes. I'm grateful that I'm privileged enough to have good internet connection and uh, be able to attend these online classes. But then again, at the end of the day, uh, online classes are one. For me, they're not personally effective, and two, um, this excludes so, like so many like uh, underprivileged people, like people who are living in rural areas with bad internet connection. Yeah, I had like many friends that couldn't access the internet. Even people in typing yeah. couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he had no Wi-Fi, and I think that was a big problem with this thing. They they handled it. Relatively well This is Yeah um, it, it, They did the best they could Yeah But uh, In my opinion I just didn't like online classes Because I prefer when a teacher Is physically in front of me Where it's much easier I prefer ask, yeah. I prefer asking Personally Like Although yes You could still make the same argument That you could just ask In an online class Or like uh, Direct messaging I feel more comfortable With the Student Teacher relationship In class Like in the flesh Kind yes. of feeling Yeah because uh, that way you can ask questions like sometimes maybe if you, want, if you don't feel like um, someone who's like unknowledgeable or like kind of stupid or something, you just ask them privately. Yeah. I know you could, I know you could, I know there's the argument like you could like just private message them, but like it's still, still not the same because with private messaging, there's no guarantee that you get instant, instant feedback. Correct. And, and then not a lot of people can understand something from just your teacher typing it to you. Or even if them verbally explaining it, sometimes they sometimes, have to physically show you. Sometimes how to you do need it. to get like graphs. Sometimes you get examples. Yeah, exactly, and that was like the biggest um, obstacle that we had to face. So that's a little bit about it. Now let's go maybe following each other's experience. So Hadi, why don't you start us off from like the start of how you spent your quarantine to right. around the end? Make it brief, um, I guess. Brief, as brief as possible. As brief as possible, and I'll do, right. this, I'll do the same. So like at the start of. At the start of the quarantine, I was caught by surprise because I was just like, it felt insane to me that like, I would uh, lose so much progress in my studies this 
late into my secondary student career, you know. It felt like a huge blow towards all my studies because of uh, I prefer when I have friends around me physically to study. So uh, COVID-19 has caused me to not be able to experience, experience those things. If I were to stay at home, but I was still, I was still able to go out and meet up friends, create a study group, I would... I think I would still be able to thrive then, but since I have basically zero uh, social interaction other than with my parents, then it makes it kind of hard for me to like get incentivized to study or like get into the SPM mood, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay. How is that your day-to-day life during? Oh, day-to-day yeah. life. I usually try to study as much as possible. Even if like I couldn't understand material, I just tried to just read it just for the sake of maybe if I read this in an exam, then I'll just remember it during then. Mm. So like most 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 of it, well, I wouldn't call it studying so much as just like rereading materials, really. Um. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I from I think for me it was a bit different. So like, um, I remember COVID happening. And I was like, oh, we're going to be stuck here for a while. All right, let me just do some work. But then as soon as, like, a few days passed, I kind of got, like, disincentivized to study. Yeah. It wasn't because of how you think. Maybe it was because, like, oh, I have a long time left. Why should I study? It was because... The feeling of monotony and stuff, right? That's part of it. But the biggest one was that... Um, Suddenly, S- the date of SBM was thrown into question. Um, so, like, there's no, like, actual end goal to visualize, like, okay, this yeah, is where I need correct. to head, this is how much time this I have to left, divide yeah. my time. Yeah, and yeah. what really ticked me off was the fact that there was, initially there was talks that it was going to happen in 2021, after, like, they released it to be postponed to, 20, uh, like, J- December 2020, and I was like, okay, 2020 is not that bad, 2021, sheesh! What in the world is going on? And that installed like this mental blockage inside my mind being like, why the hell am I studying? We were all scared and confused. I was so worried. People were like, scholarships were pulling out because of COVID, things like that. Um, I have a friend who goes to an international school and she couldn't complete her IGCSE. Because the entire world did, and even UK cancelled their GCSEs and you know IGCSE, so I was also like, "Oh no, what's going on? Am I actually going to make it through this? Is COVID ever going to end? Am I actually going to have a future? What is the point of me studying when I cannot visualize my end goal anymore?" And at that moment, my mental state just shut down. I would maybe read maybe once every two days. It was very brief. It was like maybe for one hour tops per day. And a lot, a lot of people will be, like, will be like, wow, you'd actually manage to fit in an hour. But honestly, I think I could have done more because I that mental blockage was just too strong, I guess. And then <laughs> I, uh, I, I did a lot of things in quarantine. In 2018, I went for this tournament called World Scholars Cup. Um, I have mixed feelings about the tournament. Some people say that they love it. I found it, like, it's for me, I found it very controversial, but maybe I'll explain that in another episode because I feel like a friend of mine who might be listening to this will, you know, 
hate on me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, one of the topics was uh, uh, human relationships, and then we had to watch the movie Kimi no Nawa. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna actually watch this since it's it's in quarantine and I have no mood to study. And because I watched Kimi no Nawa, I then got hooked on anime, and then I finished like thirty series, like thirty different series, in the span of quarantine. And like that's that's all I did. I watched anime. I reviewed videos. I reviewed TV shows. I reviewed movie, movies and such. <laughs> and yeah, I got like bashed by my parents for not studying, but I didn't really have the mood to. But like I did do my best to study. I even like video called Hadi a few times where we tried to do maths and we had we tried to do uh, sejarah. But yeah, I wouldn't say it was as conducive as I as I hoped. I guess. Um. Online classes for you, like yeah, as a whole. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem because I have, I both have a phone and a laptop. So, online classes weren't much of a struggle for me. Like I, I understood material given to me by teachers. So it was quite conducive for you. It was conducive as it could be, not as conducive as it would be like if we, I was physically in front of the teacher. Yeah. But like, the most optimal I think for any student to have hope for. During the MCO, there were a few things I liked about online classes, which was that you know we're still studying. But there was a few things I hated, right? Uh, I, for some reason, I hated just listening to a teacher just like babbling on and on and on in like in front of me on a screen. That kind of teaching makes me sleepy, and I do not blame the teachers whatsoever because they, they can't they, do. They, there's no other way. They they try yeah. their best to the the best of their ability. Even to if like, we could do online quizzes, if they need to explain to us, they're gonna have to babble on and on and on anyway. So you just have to live through it. So the only benefit I could find for that was the fact that like since it's on my laptop, I could just like maybe listen to music while I'm learning. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I listen to music, it could be any music. It could be any type of music for me. Um, rap music doesn't help, of course, but maybe like <laughs> <laughs> maybe classical music could help, or maybe something that you can vibe to. I I could generally yeah. when I'm reading. Uh, like subjects that require a lot of uh, memory, uh, I I listen to music because then I during the exam I can associate a memory with a music with music. Yeah. So then I can like oh I read this while I was listening to this so I I just write it down on a piece of paper and yeah it's golden. Yeah, I think that that's what helped me get through online classes I guess. Um, I don't I, know. I, yeah, I'm. Yeah. We've just passed our mid-years, and I don't think I've performed. It's not my best performance, say, like to say the least. <laughs> um, how would I say this, huh? Um, because I, I passed my maths for the first time, like a, a proper exam. I passed my maths, and I, w- I felt so happy. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm not in the field group anymore!" Wow. But I was so disappointed because there were so many things that I did wrong that I knew I could have done right. And yeah, I think it was just because like I have no one to blame but myself because I think I could have studied harder. And I think that goes for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, to, there's like no actual one person to blame, but then like the only person to blame is yourself. But like... There's still also the factor of like... It's also COVID's fault. COVID's fault. Like, it's also COVID's if fault. If COVID was personified, I'd punch it in the face. <laughs> I'm going to find that bad. <laughs> Alright. Um, so that's more towards the educational side of what happened during COVID and yeah. the like, result of it, which was our I'm very, still, very mediocre I'm still results. like very like um, saddened by the fact that 
most like poorer students, not to say poor, like less privileged students, don't have the opportunity to attend att- uh, online classes as much as uh, we do. Yeah. Because for one, they don't have the resources to allocate internet for, say, a family has like 11 children or something. They don't have enough internet to allocate for all of them. Or like, they don't have enough devices to like, uh, uh, distribute amongst themselves because they might have classes at the same time. So like, one person has to be sacrificed for the greater good, so to speak. And not all of them have even good connection, like good signal to their internet, or maybe none of them even have internet, or they don't even have devices. Um, I don't know, I felt, I felt very grateful that I had those privileges, and yeah, I actually now feel really, really disappointed in myself that I didn't utilize that to the best of my ability to do it. Um, so that's the educational side, I guess. Um, how about lifestyle-ish? Lifestyle, I Doing felt COVID. it just became more monotonous. Well, at least like, like how you go into anime, I got into video games. I think I, I finished like three or four, what'd 60 hour video games. What'd you play? Like I finished the entire Uncharted series. Oh wow. Like, then I finished four, right? There's four. There's four games, yeah. Damn. Four. <laughs> wow, that's like 60 times four. That's like And then like, I finished hours. Horizon Zero Dawn. There's like Last of Us. A lot of like, PlayStation exclusives. This is like, it's just like, something to distract my mind from the fact that I'm going to I'm going to have the longest senior year in history <laughs> yeah you know how many jokes you've had like some people call us 1621 1620 plus one 1620 plus infinity <laughs> god like really wow like there's yeah. like this joke that Malaysian teachers say like uh you think SPM's next year already oh when in reality, yes. It is next year. It is next year. That's pretty funny. Like how the tables have turned there. I don't know about you, but I felt very claustrophobic. Claustrophobic? What because do you mean, like, I couldn't yeah, yeah. leave my house and I was uh, just stuck looking at I'm, the same people. I'm lucky yeah. that I have like, uh, I have like a park in front of me so I can just like wear a mask. Oh yeah, getting used to the new, new norms, the, the new norms is uh, really hard because like getting, you have to like keep constantly consciously remember to like keep wearing masks and bring hand sanitizer wherever you go so that's one of the larger hassles socially for me yeah i think like initially before we could even go out right because like it was usually one uh one family member per family that could go out um and my dad was working because he's a doctor he goes like he's working in hospital um but of course like my mother could go out because um yeah your dad's a your dad's a lung doctor right so like of course of course, he'd be like one of the large, one of the doctors most. Um, no, the reason why, like. yeah, sort of. But the reason why was because my father works at a private hospital. Oh, okay. Uh, Prince Court, right? right. Uh, I'm not gonna delve deep in it, into it, okay? Ooh, flex. <laughs> and I'm not flexing at all. I'm Small. not flexing. It's so. I, I feel so sorry for my father. He is always very tired, even though he doesn't show it. I like. He's one of the people that I just admire the most. Um, back onto the topic, right? Yeah. Um. So COVID cases and stuff is handled by government hospitals so my father didn't have anything to play any part to play in that however um i don't know if i should reveal this i I think i would but i'll just like make it very brief um my father came in contact with the covid patient when uh, she was she or he was checking out um he or he or her (laughs) their um their lungs uh, lungs. like that i think they had like a breathing problem 
and it turns out that person had COVID. I don't even know if it was a guy or a girl, okay? Just gonna put out there, because you know, it's, it's confidential. They, bro. I just know that uh, my father somehow came in contact with a COVID patient. Turns out it was one of his patients. Uh, that patient had to be sent to uh, Sungai Bulu Hospital, and he was quarantined in my house for 20 days. Sorry, for, 14 days, sorry. That must have been really terrifying to like, think I was so scared because like, if my father yeah. got COVID, wow, like, my mother doesn't work. That's like, really, really frightening. And there's, yeah, I'll, I'll explain more about that maybe I'm, in another video. I'm lucky my dad works for like, a private company yeah. that's like, very understanding. Like, he's an accountant. And just know that. So, like, yeah. so, like working from home is not like, that much different from working at the office for him. So. Also realise that when, like, just to explain a bit about the private sector, right? if you don't work, you do not get any income at all. So my father didn't get any income for 14 days. You might think that's not a long time, but that's a lot of like money that doesn't come in. And that's very scary because unfortunately, I am not that wealthy. I would say I'm middle class. Oh, sure. <laughs> can't even, I can't even afford an iPhone. Oh, you're, you're using an iPhone as a measurement of wealth, whereas you have so much privilege, man. I have a lot of privilege, and I'm very thankful, but I wouldn't say that I am wealthy. There are a lot of things and a lot of privileges that we do not have as a family. We do not own a house. We live in an apartment. We're still paying off it. I'm not going to explain more about that. That's quite personal for me. Maybe if I am allowed to by my parents or if I feel more open about it, I will explain more, but I'll just leave it at that. So it was very scary for me. Especially during that time, especially when it came to work. Um, me at home, like aside from my father being at home, because my father couldn't even interact with us. The only way we could do it was just like, imagine me, because like, my father took my room, cause, and I slept in the living room. Oh. I actually didn't mind, because I love sleeping on the floor anyway. But the only way we could like, communicate with our father, my father, like, was that we could video call him. Which is, <laughs> was cute, but it was a bit like... Eh. Did it feel like prison because he had to like send his food inside, inside the room? A bit, yeah. He could, he could come out sometimes, but like, he had to be very quick and he had to wear a mask and stuff. He had to wear like the N95 mask and stuff, yeah. Um, but besides that, I found very claustrophobic just because like, like I said, I live in a, like, an apartment-ish, condo-ish uh, flat. And I, there was like no porch, there's no garden, there's nothing. Imagine that. And that was scary. Like, I just felt the walls closing in on me. I was so sick of my family members because that's all I saw. <laughs> it sounds so bad, but sometimes you just want to maybe be with your friends. And I missed my friends a lot. But I, st- I love my family, okay? I love my family. <laughs> I just love my- to clear the air. Just to clear the air. I love my family. But you kind of sometimes get sick of them. Som- sometimes, sometimes. Not to say completely, but... I don't hate them, but sometimes you just want to break a bit. Alright? <laughs> just to clear that. Um... Yeah, but then when we got to go out, um, my mother was... My mother's, like, really, really, really paranoid. Not not super paranoid, but she's quite paranoid when it comes to COVID. Like, if we come back from the house, we have to take off all our clothes and put them in a washing machine <laughs> because um, COVID particles can attach to our clothes and we don't want that in the house, do we? Well, I mean, that's... I mean, I think it's better to be, like, over... Yeah. Over... Fe- over, over overfearing of... Overprotective, yeah. Overprotective yeah. of COVID rather than not thinking it's real yeah you know? i'm very thankful for my mother for doing that because, i'm grateful yeah. that my parents aren't dumbasses <laughs> mm. yeah that's something that i was very thankful for so going out was fun i even got to i even managed to hang out with a few people um i have a friend i have a few friends that i went out with and we wow. had irresponsible food. much going out with friends huh we we we, we, we practice social distancing um uh. we 
ate with our masks, I guess. <laughs> we took off our masks, we ate, and then we back on. But we interacted, we didn't really touch each other and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, here's one thing I want to bring up, though, because we're talking about experiences during COVID. One thing I really, really hated was the fake news. <laughs> that was so I, I Especially coming from, like, from, like, very, like, right-wing, right? Right-wing people, I guess? Conservative yeah, people? Con- yeah. I wouldn't say conservative exclusively, but, like, right-wing. Mm-hmm. They're, like, conspiracies saying, like, oh, this is just, like, a plot by the Chinese to destroy all Malay people or something. This is a plot by Americans to destroy Malay people. Like, everything. Everybody, but, yeah. everybody, everybody thinks their culture's under attack when in reality, like, we, mm. there's not much contention other than people who are in active conflict. Yeah. One thing that pissed me off a lot was the fact that um, if there was a lot of information that wasn't released by the Malaysian government, which we asked, that is the yeah. most reliable source. Please Mal- always refer to the Malaysian government when it comes to never things like this. Base your opi- never base your medical opinions on Facebook posts, please. Yeah, because there were so many. There was like, we could go out now, you don't have to wear masks, um, you can buy this, you can buy that. And because it was fake news and... Um, how do I say this? In Malaysia, we call it like... Makcik, makcik yang suka cakap banyak. And like, bawang. I wouldn't say bawang. Bawang is more of like talking about people this is more of like i don't know they just they just love to spread things like doesn't matter it, if it's real or not yeah, they just base it on their emotions basically. right so like basically yeah. anything to fit their narrative efl speakers guys <laughs> all right um so i really hated it because they released some weird things and the worst part was that there was a lot of my um ex uh what do you call it it's like very distant family members who were doing it <laughs> in like the distant family in, like, in like the external family group and I was like so angry because of it I was like why are you spreading news that isn't released by the Malaysian government that should not be what you should be doing what you should be doing is quarantining quarantining at home and just like following orders following orders yeah yeah I get you want to go back to work but then that's like what's mm. more important really like human life or your job really yeah like, maybe you don't get enough income. And I understand that Okay, problem. like, if you don't understand why it's so important for you to stay quarantined, like, why can't I just go back to my job? Okay, just imagine, like, just imagine, like, a, ser- a serial killer is about to shoot your mom, and then you say, like... Uh, wow, this <laughs> took a dark turn. No, okay, wow. just, just, ima- just imagine. And then, like, uh, she's at gunpoint, and said, like, you need to come here as soon as possible, but then, like, at that point, you're, de- you're delayed for work <laughs> or something. So you have to try and make it to work at the same time. What you kind of like, analogy is? I'm just trying yeah. to make. I'm just trying to make it yeah. seem like this is like the most. It's this the is most how dire. this is the most dire situation. Like, yeah. why would you still choose to go to work when you could make the choice to go see your mom? Like, yeah. why? Why do you even care what your boss thinks anymore if it's to if it's for the safety of your family members? You know. All right. Um. If you're talking about people like uh, who work in the private sector, maybe or do not have sufficient amount of income to put food on the table, yes, this is an issue. I understand. That's how. that's not more of a. That's not because of COVID nineteen. That's just generally because, yeah, uh, our economy has created uh, uh, rural areas to be more have a we have a very large wage gap between like yeah the that, top 20 and the bottom 40 that's very that's very um unfortunate but i really i i uh, i generally understand how some i generally understand yeah. like why you want to go back to work why you need to like feed your family but like 
right now, if because let's just say you do go to work, right? And imagine if you come home and you infect your family members or your kids. That you okay? So think of it this way: like you go to work to support your family, right? Yeah. To support your family with put food on the table. So okay, what's the point of putting food on the table if your if the family members of the set table are going to die within the next two weeks? Yeah. They're, like you have to understand that these th- this kind of pandemic is very very um very very serious and we have to do the best we can to flatten the curve i also want to make it clear that like a lot of i feel like covid although it is very scary it is also blown out of proportion quite a lot i'm not saying that it's not dangerous at all please take all the right precautions yeah. to prevent spreading it in my opinion this is my opinion guys take it with a grain of salt um, I felt like I feel like COVID isn't that dangerous, but what makes it dangerous is that it spreads really, really fast. I think it's dangerous because we don't know exactly yeah, like, that, too that's, much that, about that's, it. That's another thing, right? But like the mortality rate is, compared to other diseases, is like, compared bad. to like flu or something, like that's like one of the like most like uh, unbiased mm. statistics apparently. Like oh, because because. Oh, flu kills more people every year. So why don't we just like never go out because the flu is still a thing? Mm-hmm. Because for flu we have vaccines. We already have vaccines. We have already a lot of countermeasures. For COVID nineteen, we barely know anything about yeah. it. It's very, it's very. It's what, that's why it's called the novel coronavirus because yeah. we know nothing about yeah. it. Especially yeah, and like the, I, we don't know yeah. how how severe the Correct. cases could get if we allow the spread to happen. Mm-hmm. This is. The amount of deaths that are happening right now is because we have been successfully quarantining. That's like still in the hundreds, which is still bad, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, I had this conversation with my father, and I told, I asked him, e- Ebola is like worse, right? Like the mortality rate for Ebola was like really, really high. He said, yeah. And but what makes COVID so like scary is because that it was a bit like Ebola, except it spread so fast. Now the entire world's got it. Like in. Ebola wasn't that widespread, but it was still very, very, very lethal. Mm-hmm. And that was the scary part. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's also like another uh, issue, right? It's like people, Chinese people getting beat up because... Oh, yeah. That happened. And it's like so the same ashamed. thing with like Ebola, right? Because like people are like, uh, like oh, this, guy's an, this, guy looks, this guy looks black. So like we should avoid him because he might have Ebola or something. That, that's like... Like okay, I can That's see, so I can see, though. I can see where your logic is going. But like, as as long as you keep wearing your mask and like make sure you're always clean, I'm I'm pretty sure you're gonna be safe. Yeah. From diseases, like you don't have to go out. Like, what was the point of like people beating up Chinese people for like sp- supposedly spreading the uh, coronavirus elsewhere? Like, what was the point? You're just putting yourself more in contact with them at any like with, with that logic you're just putting more yourself more in contact with these people who supposedly brought the coronavirus to your country yeah I'm, I'm, I'm so ashamed of this like yes George Floyd happened um, like all, all of this happened like after but like a lot of people also forgot how Asian people were treated in like foreign countries before that was so horrendous like I lived in England and what I saw in the news was people in England, Asian people in England, getting beat up because they were Chinese or because they looked Chinese, because people believed them to be the causes for the coronavirus. That was so appalling to hear. And 
I'm so ashamed. Like, um, I like, like just please don't do that. Like, please don't. Please be rational. Please don't blame don't go out innocent of your, people. Please don't, don't go yeah. out of your way to be be stupid. Really, just that's just awful. So, I was so ashamed, so appalled by that behavior. Wow, that was uh, that was like really really shameful. I I I don't know what to say for that. Um, that's like the lifestyle in COVID. Now, one thing that interested me about like this whole COVID experience is what happened after. Like, it's still going on, but more of when quarantine was lifted a bit better. And like we went back to school, like we're in school now. How did people handle it? And that was also quite interesting too. So the reason why I say this was because when we came back, countermeasures were taken and things like that. We have to record our temperature every day. So like, there's a lot of very good countermeasures to prevent uh, spread within like the people of the school. Yeah, so. whether we follow it or not, that will lead up to us but those countermeasures are there and that's what I was very proud about I'm glad the school takes yeah. the necessary precautions and even if you go out to malls like you have to scan a QR code you have to have your temperature taken yeah there's a lot of like techno- te- very good technological events so like you just have to like scan a QR code once yeah. and then you can like walk freely there's like uh, cameras that detect your temperature to like let you yeah. know how hot you are those things were very like I'm very thankful for that to be implemented in Malaysia um, because yeah it we we don't know how we still don't know how to properly tackle this virus so the best countermeasures must be taken so life after quarantine is very interesting to me because getting used to new norms as well right? yeah getting used to the new norms always wearing a mask wherever you go bringing hand sanitizer wherever you go like classrooms classrooms being so spread apart like yeah. At the start of um, at the start of early post quarantine, uh, all the one, classes one meter apart, right? Huh? Like no, not not saying the table. I'm saying like we had to split up classes because split up classes in two, yeah. Because um, students could not fit because we had to make sure the tables were one meter apart so we wouldn't spread it to our classmates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my class has twenty people. Me and Hadi are in different classes, and we had to split it. 50-50. Um, I'm glad yeah. that I'm 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 reached the bare minimum of like seventeen people to fit in one class. So like, yeah. Imagine me having to move to another class, which means which was actually was actually quite far away. I had to bring my table, I had to bring all my books, and I like, had a lot of. This books. is a lot of inconvenience. I had to bring my locker and everything. Please, again, wow. I'm saying. Please be responsible. Please don't be stupid. <laughs> please, like as. As long as there is still a somewhat presence, take all the necessary, necessary precautions. Because right now, we're heading into possibly the second wave. Which apparently is a mutation, which I am terrified for. Wow, like the fact that it's not over. And I remember reading like Harvard studies saying that it's going to be over in 2022. That, that is just frightening. We're in our senior years. Imagine us trying to get into uni. Or trying it's to, like imagine to imagine taking yeah. our fi- our finals like our actual finals in like twenty twenty two that's like insane to me. Yeah, that's what scares me the most. So that's like um, post COVID, I guess. So um, I like to read about what hap- what's happening in COVID 
in other countries and what one of the, one of the things that I was so um, that I was heartwarmed by was this clip of Italy where you know like Italy at the start of this pandemic they were one of the countries with the biggest cases because they didn't care they 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 kept socializing they said like oh it hasn't affected us we're in Europe we're not in China <laughs> yeah and then you know it hit I the video was that like they were all on their balconies They're singing together and they were singing together and I felt like wow this this is this is humanity like, but like yeah that's yeah. like one thing right but like also speaking of Italy like the river is cleared like the effects of humanity not being present on earth like really sh- really show like because of how much we disturb the water of the rivers in Italy in Venice uh, you can see like now the water is clear like there's actually like fish swimming through everywhere like the dolphins came back or something right yeah it's like that was insane to me how much human infrastructure has disrupted mother nature yeah like I would say, like, I, I really respect Greta Thunberg a lot because of what she's done, what she said. And I felt the same way. The difference was that, did I have the courage to go, to go. speak out, to do things she did? And Because yeah. like, she's mostly belittled for, for just, like, speaking, even though she's not uh, doing action. Even though, like... She's done a lot. She's done quite a lot. She's, got, she's done quite a lot. Um... And since we're talking about like this COVID thing and we're talking about this entire period, uh, I think I want to touch a bit on like the Black Lives Matter movement a bit, just a bit, which was, um, you know, George Floyd was unfortunately killed by that officer. And I don't know, there are like, in my mind, I see like uh, one straight path and then you're at a crossroad. And this is like during the COVID season. You can see wonderful things happening, such as the people coming together, like, well, sort of coming together, right. socially distantly coming together, no, like I the mean, Italy like, video. Yeah. And then you see really, really, really abhorrent things, like... Okay. Take people taking advantage yeah. of the fact that it is quarantine. And, like, this George Floyd case was, like, uh, I don't know what to say. I was so appalled. I don't know. I feel like humanity has lost its way, especially with... Care for, each other, care for each other, guys. It's not yeah. that hard. It's, it's not that Learn hard. empathy. Empathy. Learn how to feel how to feel how others feel. Yeah. Oh, getting a bit deep here, aren't we? <laughs> Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, yeah, like, uh, speaking of like the effects of like no humans continuing on what I was saying is now. Um, yeah, it was insane to me, like, seeing, like, animals, like, walk, roaming free because, like, no traffic lights and whatnot, like, animals, like, walking into, like, cities and whatnot. It's beautiful. It, it's beautiful that Mother Nature is, like, trying, starting to reclaim her land, but, like... Yeah. It's, it's also, yeah. like, deep in, deeply saddens me that uh, years of, like... Like, I'm still grateful for all the things that the Industrial Revolution has given us, like, uh, modern technology and whatnot, but, like... At what cost, you know? Well, yeah, what was the cost for it? Um, yeah, it's that sad that it took a pandemic For to, us to realise yeah. that maybe humans should do better. Because at, when the pandemic came out, right, um, someone said it was because Mother Nature was angry at us. Or in, you know, in religions, they would say God is angry at us for what we have done and this is our punishment. In a lot of ways, I believe... It, it not saying that like 
it's a hundred percent because God is angry, or it's a hundred percent because saying, Mother Nature is angry. Like, but I'm, it is our it, punishment like, for what we have done for to this being place. like inactive of for not taking care of our home. You know. Yeah. Even if you believe that um, God isn't real, our actions still carry consequences. consequences. Yeah. And those consequences are now what we have to face. We have to face the thinning of the ozone layer. We have to face global warming. We have to face the pollution of so many things. Like, and now we're having to face. I COVID. I seriously don't understand how people cannot like realize that there is like serious environmental impact to whatever their company does. You know. Yeah. Like oh, producing so much like clothes and stuff causes so much like. Mm, yeah, pollution and like filling of landfills and whatnot. I'm gonna do this every episode. There's this one episode in Patriot Act <laughs> where Hassan Min Hash talks about fast fashion and how like you know how many how much clothes go to waste. Please go watch Patriot Act. He's not gonna, I'm he's begging not, you. He's not gonna notice you, man. <laughs> I don't care, Hassan Min Hash. I love you. Please be my uncle. Please be my desi uncle. I love you so much. Please. Uh, watch Hassan Minhaj Please watch Patriot Act Please watch On Netflix Yeah Please watch it on <laughs> Netflix I'm not sponsored I wish I was I wish he would sponsor me But unfortunately That can't happen um, Yeah So um, I think That wraps it up I guess For today's Episode On Our Experiences through COVID And our pers- um, Our opinions Towards The issues that happened During the pandemic during Yes the pandemic uh, if yeah. if the if it, if the pandemic continues, uh, we'll do a part two, I guess. If they will do a part two, what happened? If, I finished like, another thirty more animes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm still I'm still going strong. I I think I'm like I just finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, <laughs> even though I'm supposed to finish it like ten years ago. It's good though. I think uh, again by Yu is a great song. All right. So like the anime we even I mean. think. I think yeah that that should be it. Yeah, um, please stay safe, wear your masks. Take care of your families. One thing, something that people have forgotten now. Wash your bloody hands. Wash it with soap, wash it well, wash it thoroughly, please. Um, please take care of your hygiene. Please take care of your health. Uh, I'm sure, I feel so hypocritical. I've been drinking like coffee for like seven cans per day. Wow. All right. So, so please take care of your health. All right. If you have any problems, go to hospital quickly if you can. Please check out your symptoms. Um, we hope that you guys stay safe and you guys do not contract the virus because that thing is. Very, no man, very all of our audience is is lead tier smart, so they know the, they <laughs> they know they know to they know to like yeah. I'm not gonna be some sort of like idiot idiot and not follow the procedures to handle this pandemic. All right. Alright, um, thanks guys. This has been your um, fun. This has been Hadi. And this, this has been Rambling into Sanity. Uh, uh, wear your seatbelts. Bye! <laughs>